Welcome to Kohler Mania. Thank you for joining us today. We are on a series of marriage and love and respect. This is part two. We're really excited to get right into it. I am Tanya. And I'm Michael. And we're going to go ahead and get started. So we will turn it over to you. Yes, we're talking about the very important principles of love and respect found in Ephesians. God commands husbands to agape love their wives. And that's what we're focusing on, agape love. That's in 1 Corinthians 13 that defines that it's a servant, sacrificial love that gives, cherishes, treats her as most important, doesn't treat her harshly, treats her with understanding. Scripture and social psychological studies bear out that she tends to view love like the acronym COUPLE. As the book Love and Respect by Emerson Egerges bears out, and it's good for husbands to know this. One important point here that before we get started, it's important to note that these are tendencies. No study says that 100% of women are like this and 100% of men are like that. It's usually around 80% to make it pretty significant. But keep in mind that that means 20% of women aren't like this in this particular area or 20% of men aren't like this in a particular area. But most women are going to be mostly like couple and most men are going to be mostly like chairs. And by looking how most men are and most women are, it helps us evaluate and understand my particular spouse. Even if I see that my wife is not like the typical woman in this area, that still helped me see how my wife is in this area. Um, An added complication is that there's also great variety with any given factor or category. My spouse may be like this 100 percent and my, my, you know, like my spouse is totally like this. This really speaks to what my spouse is really like. You know, another may say, well, my spouse is like this, but maybe only a little. For example, if a study said that a typical man likes to hunt, well, 20 percent of men may report they don't like it. And among the 80 percent that say they do, there are those that are obsessed and there are those who like it but haven't hunted a day in their life. They would just love to learn. So just keep that in mind. As much as I want there to be, there's no book out there entitled How to Understand Tanya Kohler. (laughs) I, I really wish there was. But there are tons of books on how to understand women better and how to understand men better. We then have to take this general information and apply it to our specific spouse. So that being said, let's look at the acronym couple and how women overwhelmingly tend to define love through their pink worldview. If she doesn't feel couple, it's like stepping on her air hose. You deprive her of the oxygen she needs in the relationship. She will wilt. And consequently, there will be issues in the relationship. So couple, what does that stand for? Stands for closeness, openness, understanding, peacemaking, loyalty, esteem, Women report that these concepts are very important to them and make them feel loved. So let's let's look at these one by one. Closeness. Women tend to have a very strong need to feel close. And she reflects God's character in this. The Bible says in Genesis and repeated in the New Testament, man shall leave his parents and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh, that marital oneness. This is the essence of marriage where we don't live independent lives. We act as one and we're so close we feel like we're one. Intimacy defines marriage. It's the essence of intimacy is closeness. It's what's special about marriage. We are closer to our spouse than any other person and in very different ways than any other relationship. And she tends to have her finger on the pulse of how close is our relationship? How close is my family to each other? Family closeness is very important to wives and mothers. If anything is getting in the way of closeness, she's got to solve it. She oftentimes likes to talk a lot about the relationship and the family, which can sometimes drive the husband a little crazy. Can't we talk about something else? 
she feels close when you hug her, hold her hand, non-sexual affection to send the message that she's special to you beyond what you might get from her. You cherish her and she feels like she is most important in your life. You set up dates, you go for a walk together and you talk. She tends to love face-to-face talking with no interruptions like pillow talk, just sitting there talking and doing nothing else. So know her love language, whether it's touch, gifts, words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service. This is from the, that great book, Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Guys tend to not have such a strong need for closeness and generally need a little more space. We need to compromise and meet each other in each other's worlds. Give her the closeness she needs and give him some of the space that he needs. Ask, ask your wife what makes you feel close. I ask you, Tanya, what, what makes you feel close? That's a great question. I love when we spend a lot of time together, when we do things, when we go to the grocery store together, our favorite place, Costco. I love it. You know, it's like, okay, we're going to Costco. And you're like, well, I don't, I can get some things that, no, you're coming with us. I think those things I just love. And I remember a quick story at the beginning of our marriage, we had all these things we had to tackle. And I was like, well, I have to go to the grocery store and do this and that and go to Target and all these other places. And you're like, but I need to get these things done at home so that we can, you know, spend some time. This is before we had our child. And I remember I got so upset. I was so upset. I was like, I can't believe you're not going to go to the grocery store with me. Like, I obviously thrive off us just being together. And that to me is closeness because we are sharing the same same experience together and we're walking in a grocery store down the aisle together. I love it. Yeah, I remember another time on that same vein where it's in in my kind of get her done chairs kind of mindset. Uh, We had all these chores to do. And I was like, well, why don't you go and you do this, 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 and this at this place. And I'll go over here and do this, 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 and this. And you looked at me like I had two heads. (laughs) You were like, are you crazy? I thought we were going to do this together. (laughs) And it's like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I meant to say. That's totally efficient us doing it instead of (laughs) dividing and conquering. But there was, you know, I grew to see that she has a strong need for the love language quality time and not necessarily efficiency. And it's kind of passed on to our daughter, right? So so now you've got two girls doing the same thing. (laughs) That strong need for closeness. Uh, The wives and mothers and daughters tend to have that strong need. Um, And so it's the essence of marriage and she reflects God's character in that. And guys, we have to make sure that our wives feel close, that we're not just kind of off and doing our own thing. We've got to pay attention when she's saying those words of, can we do this together? That can kind of clue us in. She needs a little bit more together time. Um, but wives at the same time, you got to meet us halfway because sometimes that closeness can be overwhelming and, and guys oftentimes needs a, need a little space, time to be with the guys. It's that balance. We got to communicate and we got to be willing to meet each other in each other's worlds. But so that's closeness. Let's look at the the next one, openness. She reflects God's character where in Psalm 139, the psalmist tells God, you search me, you know me, you know my thoughts. How precious are your thoughts to me? God thinks about us all the time and wants to know us. He didn't just create us and forgot about us. 
I think it's pretty axiomatic that relationships require honesty and openness to be close and intimate. We need to know each other like no other. And wives tend to want to know everything about their husbands and kids. They know everything, your friends, your favorite color, food, what you did today, where did you go, your deepest thoughts, the classic question, what are you thinking? You know, this can sometimes take a husband aback because it sounds like you're checking up on me, you're prying and you don't trust me. But it's not that at all. She just wants to know you. I know when we first got married, Tanya, it felt like I was getting the third degree. And I knew you just I knew, though, that you just wanted to know me. But as a guy, the feelings inside kind of well up. It, it feels like you know, you're investigating me, that you didn't trust me. Or or again, it's just a lot of questions about the relationship that can sometimes be overwhelming for a guy. And it's not wrong, just different, as Emerson Eggridges often says. And we've got to compromise and meet each other in each other's worlds. Um, wives and mothers always know so much about their families way more than their husbands and and fathers do. Don't you, don't you agree, Tanya? Yeah, we know a lot. We know the birth dates. We know the exact day of certain things. We just know a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know when I worked as a police officer, when I would take, um, missing persons reports, when I would go to the mother, they usually knew a pretty good amount of their kids information, date of birth, social security number, and even oftentimes what they're wearing that day, who their friends are. And I could fill out the report pretty well. When I had to go to a father to get a missing report. That missing report oftentimes ended up being blank. They didn't know their date of birth. They didn't know their social security numbers. No way they knew what they were wearing that day. I think it's the attention to detail, right? The women tend to be more attention to detail. So it's not that we're saying that men don't know things, but it's more the attention that women tend to have on those special days. And men, they may know it. It just might take a little bit more time for them to give the answer. Right. It's not that they don't love their kids or their spouse as much. It's just, it's again, a different worldview. They're just not really all that interested about what they consider the small details. Give me the high level because I got things I want to accomplish and get done through the day. So they're not really noticing what did you put on as an outfit and I think or that's what, how memorizing somebody's date of birth. I can just look that up if I need to. So they're just not, they're just not thinking with that kind of mindset. And I think that's how God created us, right? He, I mean, you don't see a man nurturing the baby as a mother would. It's more detailed. There's more attention to detail of like, oh, is her diaper on right? Does she have the shirt on put on correctly? You know, does she do this and that? Like, and men are more like, hey, at least I got the diaper on. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's it's essential for the mother and wife to know what everybody's favorite foods are in order to know what to fix them, where to go for restaurants and stuff. And, and guys can, can kind of get like, well, she's got that. She's taking care of all those details so I can kind of attend to other things. So it's, again, that different worldview. And we got to understand each other, which kind of leads into the next topic, understanding. First Peter 3, 7 tells husbands to live with their wives with understanding, giving Honor, that word in the, the Greek is temen, which means value or worth and honor when it talks about people as more delicate as the more delicate vessel. She tends to have a deeper and wider emotions than he does that he has a tendency not to understand. And, and God is commanding him to understand her. Don't look down on her as being weaker. Treat her with understanding and honor and be gentle with her as you would a priceless, delicate vase. 
so that your prayers won't be hindered, God tells us in First Peter. God is not only our heavenly father, he is also our heavenly father in law, and he cares about how we treat his daughter. Sometimes this means just listening and showing empathy and not necessarily needing to fix the problem and offering a solution. You let her talk about how she feels and show that you are listening and empathizing. Stop watching the TV or reading something or anything dividing your attention. Pray with her about what she just shared. Give her some slack during her monthly cycle. That's always a fun topic. But Tanya, what makes you feel understood? When you communicate or when you receive, like when I explain to you something's going on and you give me responses and you tend to say, I do understand. And then you kind of talk to me about it. I think that makes me feel like, Hey, one, you're listening to, you're understanding me because you're giving me your perspective. It shows me that you care and you're, you're responsive to my statement, whatever that may be at that moment. And it just, it just helps me to feel like you are listening to me. Yeah. And I, I know one of the big things is, is you like to step in front of the TV when you're t- you see my attention's there. So if you want to talk and, and you want my undivided attention, you step right in front of the TV. Sometimes when we're in the last two minutes of the game, there was one time, I kid you not, that it was the last seconds of the game and somebody was throwing a last Hail Mary touchdown pass and you walked right in front of the TV right in that given moment. And I'm like, okay, read the room, at least look at the TV to see what's happening you were it was in the last seconds of the game you can wait a minute to talk about whatever you wanted to talk about my daughter does the same thing whenever she wants to talk to me and I'm reading a book or working on the computer and the next thing I know there's something right in my face because she wants to show me a picture she just did and that makes me so angry I get so like so frustrated that somebody's just like would seem so rude just walk right in, right in front of me but there's where they want to be understood. And that means undivided attention, not doing something else at the same time. Listen to me, listen to my feelings and understand me and not go get so upset at that. And that leads to the next one, peacemaking. She reflects God's character in this. Romans 12, 18 says, as much as depends on you, live with one another in peace. Colossians 3, 19 says, husbands, love your wives and don't be embittered against them. Don't just be secretly mad at her. You make for peace. Matthew 5, 24 says, if you are bringing your offering before the Lord, remember that there's an issue between you two. Forget about your offering for now and immediately go and reconcile. That's how important reconciliation is to God. While we were sinners and his enemies, Christ died for us and reconciled our relationship. Thank God he has a spirit of reconciliation. She reflects this. She values peacemaking. Notice this is not peacekeeping, which implies passively keeping the status quo. You can keep the peace, at least temporarily, by just ignoring issues and sweeping them under the rug. This is peacemaking. This is a willingness to seek peace and take active efforts to resolve issues. It makes her upset if you just walk out to cool off even and never reinitiate the conversation about the issue. It looks like you're avoiding trying to solve issues that are negatively affecting the relationship. She wants you to fight for the relationship and get in the trenches with her and work things out and be willing to say you're sorry genuinely and with specifics about what you did wrong, (laughs) admitting to your, your part in causing the situation. You are quick to forgive when she says she is sorry. That's another thing. So peacemaking is so important to her 
And uh, we got to pay attention to that, guys, that we are trying to solve issues in the relationship and we give her a little grace when she's constantly talking about issues that are in the relationship. But women, keep in mind, he can be overwhelmed with a lot of problems in the relationship coming at him. So, and it can feel like he's being attacked. It feels disrespectful to him. So we got to keep those different worldviews in mind. But do you agree with this, Tanya? Is peacemaking important to you? Yes, it's, I think it's very important to me. And I remember at the beginning of our marriage when we may have had some disagreements, I was not very happy when you did not want to talk about it until the next day because you wanted to sleep on it. And I was ready to like, let's make this peacemaking now. I want to resolve the problem now. But, you know, we've been married now for some time. And I understand that, you know, you might be upset at night if we disagree that it's okay for us to go to bed and not talk about it until the morning. And then we all have fresh minds and we could say, you know, I'm sorry for this, or I'm sorry for that. But I think too, it led back to um, other past issues of rejection, thinking, you know, oh my gosh, my marriage is going to go bad. But no, we are secure in Christ. We know that our marriage covenant is, it, no one's leaving the marriage. We are together and we just know that sometimes we just can't resolve the problem and we just go to sleep and we'll resolve it the next day. You know, I had even forgotten about that. And that's a really good point because we kind of smooth some of those things out that were really an issue when we first started first out, year, you yeah. seem to really attack issues and I couldn't escape. It's like, no, we got to discuss this now because something bad will happen. You know, it was almost like a panic mm -hmm. there. And I was like, you know, I need to ponder this a little bit and get my thoughts together before I say something I'm going to regret. I'm really tired right now. I can't get my thoughts together. So I always like to sleep on it. And I would revisit that back in the morning. And I think that was very important to us working this out because you would see that I didn't just walk away and let it go, that I really meant mm -hmm. I need to sleep on it. I need to gather my thoughts together. I need to calm down and let's talk about this in the morning. And then we would talk about it in the morning. And it was a lot better conversation than what would have happened then. Yeah. And I think it's taken years for us to get there. And I feel like we're a lot better at it now. Yes. And so peacemaking, very important and being able to work that out and being able to talk out uh, issues that are in the marriage. Very important to her. Not as important to him because oftentimes he feels like he is the issue in the marriage and it feels like he's getting attacked and it feels disrespected. But realize that's not what she's doing. She's just trying to make for peace and smooth out issues that are in the relationship so that the relationship can be closer. And that's where the next one kind of comes in with L for loyalty. She needs to know that you love her and you're committed for life, no matter what. She reflects God's character in this, where God says in Malachi 2, 13 through 16, that he hates divorce, us divorcing him and us divorcing our spouses emotionally and or officially. What God has brought together, let no man separate, says Matthew 19, 6. Notice the context here in Matthew 19, 6. Jesus just got through upholding marriage and not divorcing by saying in the beginning, God made male and female, and for this reason, a man shall leave his parents and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And what God has brought together, let no man separate. The same man that left his parents and joined to his wife. Jesus is emphasizing the man's responsibility to be loyal to his wife and not 
separate. If your wife asks you if you love her, she isn't asking for information in the form of a simple yes. She is asking for reassurance and she doesn't, she shouldn't have to ask. He needs to reassure her of her love often and from every direction in word and actions with I love you's, hugs, going on dates, really focusing on her love language. Reassurance of your love energizes her. She can be insecure in this area. So you never say the word divorce, even just out of anger. You make her her and your marriage a priority. She can see that she is most important and cherished and doesn't have to compete with your job and hobbies for your attention. You're not looking at other women, real or in pictures. She can really see that you are loyal to her, that she is first and primary above all others. Uh, does that ring true with you, Tanya? Yeah, I, I don't have any issues around the loyalty because I feel like we have made a covenant before the Lord and we don't have any trust issues, especially because we share everything. Uh, you have access to my phone. You have access to everything that I have. I have access to everything that you have. There's nothing hidden in our marriage. So there's no distrust. I think we walked into the marriage feeling that that loyalty is already set in Christ. Yeah, that's a good point about the phones just being upfront and, and open with each, that goes back to the openness again, that she wants to know you like no other and doesn't want you having secrets because again, that kind of links into loyalty. If there's a worry that maybe you're leading a, a secret life or something. And I can't even keep a secret. If I want to buy you a gift, you're going to see the checking account anyway. So it's like, I have to purchase it some other way and I have no other means to do that. So it's, you know, we have no secrets here in the house. So you kind of know, oh, I guess I'm getting this gift. Yeah. Or sometimes we just got to get creative in that way, pay cash for something or (laughs) use a a card that won't show up uh, on the account like that. Yeah. There's, there's, there's ways to be secret if you need to, as far as gifts and things. Yes. For gifts. But as far as the marriage in in general, we've got to be an open book and let the other person just be really assured that you are loyal and it's till death do us part, no matter what. If we come into that marriage knowing that whatever issues we have, no matter how deep and profound, we are going to work it out, no matter how long it takes and just reassuring each other that that's just the way our marriage is going to, to be. That mindset in general, statistically, is is a contributing factor to really healthy longevity and marriages is when two people come in with that uh, divorce is not an option kind of mentality. It's good to look for a spouse that has that mentality. It's good to be a spouse that has that mentality in in marriage. And she really needs reassurance that of that loyalty. Let's turn to the next one, esteem. Ephesians 5, 29 and 1 Peter 3, 7 commands husbands to nourish, cherish, and honor their wives, build her up and treat her as most important. Again, that word honor is teeming in the Greek, treat her with value and worth. She wants to be first in importance, just like God wants to be first in importance with no other gods before him. She wants to be treasured as if she's the most loved woman on earth. Continually tell her that you've value what she does. And you could never do that. Tell her in front of the kids and praise her in front of others. Never speak bad of her. Men tend to tie their self-image to their work and accomplishments. She tends to tie her self-worth into who she is in the family and feeling valued in the family. Make her feel special on her birthday and anniversaries. Put thought into it. Notice when she does something different with her hair or has a new outfit. Tell her she is beautiful inside and out and compliment her dress. Make sure the kids treat her respectfully and defend her 
when they don't put her on that pedestal constantly and let her just feel that esteem coming from you. It's a command from the Bible for husbands to do that, to honor and cherish, treat her as most important. Does she feel that? Is that palpable that she can feel that she's most important in your life and you esteem her? Uh, What makes you feel most esteemed? I love all the little things that you always do for me to make me feel special. You make me homemade cards. You put little hearts here and there. Um, You always do these little things that even for birthdays or Mother's Day or Christmas, you make these amazing little cards. And I have so many that it's overflowing in a drawer and I don't know how to put it together. But I always feel very respected and I feel that you not just respected, but loved um, and and honored because you make me feel that I'm beautiful no matter what, even though, you know, I'm aging over here, you're still looking at me as a man who loves the woman he married uh, when we made that covenant before the Lord. Oh, that's so special. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's a couple, Uh, the Bible, based on the Bible and surveys of women asking them what is most important, women put couple at the top of their list, closeness, openness, understanding, peacemaking, loyalty, esteem. They see the world through this lens. They feel energized when these needs are met. They deflate or explode if these needs aren't met. It's like you're stepping on their air hose. You are starving them of love. Remember, guys, this is a command from God to agape love your wife in a way that they can feel loved. They feel love like couple. When you're close to them, open with them, understand them, engage in solving problems in the relationship. You are expressive of how much you love them and will always be with them. You esteem them above all else. A relationship does not run well without the oxygen of love. And as we will see in the next podcast, a relationship does not run well without the oxygen of respect. That is his need. Yes, it's a great summary on couple which is closeness, openness, understanding, peacemaking, loyalty, and esteem. That's just absolutely beautiful from a husband's perspective to see his wife and and uphold that couple acronym. And so we hope that this was encouraging for your marriages and for those that may be experiencing difficulty in their marriage and don't feel this way Do not treat their wives in the way that God intended. Please be prayerful and ask the Lord to give you the strength to do it because you're doing everything unto the Lord to honor the woman that you married when you made that covenant before the Lord. And so we just want to encourage everyone and we will continue on our marriage series of love and respect. And until next time, God bless. bless.